welcome to Crossroads and Cauldrons. We are three witches with jobs, families, and busy lives just like you. We talk about weaving the web of community, practicing magic, and life in the Deep South. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Selena. I'm Luna. And I'm Aoife. Hey, Aoife. What's up, Aoife? Hi. What's up? I'm back home. <laughs> so far, far away. Home. Oh, you can't in the see frozen my tundra. <laughs> the tundra. <laughs> so it's Lord. December 9th, 2019. Already, guys. It's crazy. Golly. Um, the sun is in Sagittarius. <gasps> Yay. It's my fave. <laughs> um, and we have a waxing moon in Taurus. And we're going to have a full moon on Thursday. Yeah. A full moon in Gemini. That's exciting. On the 12th. So, you know, do magic. Mm-hmm. So we don't actually mm-hmm. have a topic today. We had a topic, and then we got some really great listener questions. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to take the whole episode to answer. That's well, okay. Also, it's going to yeah. be a short episode because I'm tired. <laughs> so there it is. <laughs> um, you were going to say something before we started answering listener questions. What were we going to talk about? A thing. A Yule thing. Yeah, if y'all remember our last podcast, um, I had talked about flipping it on uh, family members who were not pagan. Oh yeah, and making pinnacle pentagrams and things like that out of sticks for Christmas ornaments and just telling them it's a star. Mm-hmm. I actually went to Walmart and found two oh, stars. Oh, you found them, and I posted pictures on my Instagram, so you can go to Luna's Lunar Lesson on Instagram and see the pictures of those two uh, little stick pinnacles pentagrams. They're really cute. Um, and would be super easy to make too. So that's just a little. We make them out of cinnamon continuation, sticks. and then they yeah. smell good. They do for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't last real long. You for could put while. cinnamon oil on them if you wanted. I to, guess I you guess. could. Yeah, because you're not going to eat them anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. I mean, maybe I will. You don't know. You've done weird things before, so you know. All right, so okay. as you can tell, we are definitely tired. <laughs> so so let me talk about our listener questions. we got a couple of really good ones. Um, they really are good ones. Our first question uh, says, I've been trying to do guided meditations to meet uh, my spirit guides, but all I see slash feel once in the meditative state is a revolving rainbow of colors starting at, starting with and mostly containing the color indigo. Any insight to this? Uh, yeah. So, so first of all, you know... If I knew you, um, and I would have probably 50 more questions for you to sort of narrow it down. But with the information that we have, um, the first thing that I would say is that spirit guides and spirit communication doesn't always come through um, as like speaking to something that you would consider physical. So if you have a color that's appearing to you, Spirit, spirit guides and spirit allies and things like that. Um, there's so many different types of 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 spirit entities out there. And they're not always well. They're obviously not physical, but they don't present in ways that we would expect. So mm-hmm. if a color is coming through to you, then talk to that color. <laughs> um, I've had students that that's the way their spirit guides first appear to them is just as a color, something that's easy for them to perceive and process. So I would say, speak to it, you know, um, say, who are you? Say, you know, what, what messages do you have for me? And you may receive answers in non, 
nonverbal ways, you know, just look for ways of communicating um, or, or tell it as well. You can say, you know, I don't understand you. Can you speak to me? And sometimes they just don't realize that that's the way you need to communicate. And then they'll, you'll start getting verbal input or you'll just have a knowing or something like that. So um, if you're asking for uh, if you're asking for a specific experience and then you don't get what you expected, that doesn't mean you didn't get the experience you were looking for, right. you know? So, so talk to those colors. Um, whatever's coming through, say, hello, say, are you my spirit guide? What, what does this mean? What message is this? You know, continue that conversation and you may need to look for other ways. Like if you're, if you do any kind of automatic writing or pendulum work or other ways to communicate with spirit to get, um, sort of a, a more solid answer or an answer that's easier for you to understand. Um, and then my next question would be, you know, what's your meditation practice like? You know, what, uh, without, without knowing your experience level, it's hard for me to determine, um, you know, what the next steps would be. So I would say continue to develop your psychic senses, all of them, like hearing, um, seeing visually, keep developing and practicing with, with your techniques and your basics. Um, to to have a clearer way for for communication and messages to come through. Pay attention to your dreams as well. Um, so there's lots of ways that spirit communicates with you, um, and don't discount it just because it's not what you would have expected. Would that's that's my thoughts on it. What do you guys say? What are your insights on this? I'm gonna jump off of something that you said about um, language. Um, we as humans developed spoken language and we tend to take it for granted um, because we don't have to think about the words that we're hearing and interpret them in our brains because we're so used to it now. You're listening to me and without even thinking about it, you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth unless English is not your first language. Same thing with spirits. They may not have the vocabulary that you have, but think of it kind of like meeting someone from a different country who doesn't speak the same language as you. Um, there are other ways that you can communicate with them. And eventually you can either learn their language or they learn your language, or you create your own unique system of communication. And however that develops is going to be unique between you and your spirit guides. Um, so be patient with yourself. I mean, think of it as learning a foreign language. It's not easy and it's not instantaneous. We have such high expectations of, oh, it's spirit. It's universal. Therefore, there's going to be some universal language that I'm going to instinctually know. And we're going to be able to communicate beautifully on multiple levels instantaneously. And that's just, that has not been my experience. Maybe it is for someone else not for me. So be patient with yourself. It's a learning experience. Um, I know that the things that you've described that your experience, um, I've experienced similar things and I've heard a lot of other people when they're first starting out on this journey of meeting their guides, um, experience something similar. So I would say, good job. You're on the right path. Be patient with yourself and, uh, keep going. Agreed. Agreed. You said something there that made me think of a thing and then I forgot the thing. It's coming back though, slowly. Urgh. Oh yeah. You know, there, there's, there's so many people that 
you know, especially when they're, like you said, starting to work with spirit guides and that's a new area for them, um, that just perceive, you know, light or, or some, yeah. something that to us feels like a kind of an abstract concept. Sometimes it appears as a feeling, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they can't identify it. And those are, those are communications. Those are ways that, it, that it's communicating. And it can change. Like what you see now as a color may start to take on a different form as it starts to understand you more and you start to understand its nature more. I have seen that, um, you know. So, yes, she, she's absolutely right. You're on the right path. You're, you're, you're doing it. Just kind of release your expectations of what it's supposed to be. And, and suppose is in my finger quotes here, <laughs> right there. Um, what do you think, Luna? Have you had experiences like that with guides coming through as um, colors? I have. Um, actually, when I first started meditation, um, that is all I experienced was color. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, you know, I'm real artsy anyway, so that really hit home for me. I, I was able to understand that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um but since I became a master Reiki practitioner, I see more what they call angel sign, uh, the numbers 1111 constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look at my watch any time, and usually it's an 1111 or it's a 111, um, which is giving me signals that, you know, I'm on the right track. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which I doubt myself all the time in that <laughs> respect. So that's perfect. Um, I've actually had songs on the radio come across and say what what I needed to hear at just the right time. Right. Um, you know, you're going to laugh. Automated signs, the ones that we have over our interstate here, mm-hmm. you know, Mississippi. Um, Highway Patrol, our development has been doing a lot of really funny uh, signs on these um on the highways these days. Mm-hmm. And I've had a couple of them actually really hit home at just the right time. So like like Selena said, it don't expect it to be in a just straight out talk to you form. It's not gonna happen that way. At least not right away. Um I haven't had it happen that way. I have had um little thoughts come across like someone in my head speaking to me mm-hmm. um at just the right time. So you can you can take signal from that. You know, yeah, and see, so that's a good example of how how that communication continues outside of meditation mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so good job, good job, ma'am, and and keep keep practicing, keep developing. Can, can we use their it. screen name? Uh, <clears throat> Mrs. Juju Beans. Yeah, I thought it was cute with a Z. <laughs> with a Z. Yep, I like it. Um, all right, so that's our first question. Do we got anything else to add to that? No, I think no. we covered that one. Cool. Um, so, so this question is there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of little questions inside a big question. So I'm going to read the question and then we're going to kind of break it down. This one's going to take a little longer to answer. Okay. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. Awesome. So Gemini in flux mm-hmm. asks. <laughs> I feel like a like a newspaper. I know, right? <laughs> Um, it says, I really would like to know what speaking to spirit or spirits looks like to other journeyers or fools, as I like to think. Um, are you guys hearing voices? Is this an inner knowing that's emotion driven? Maybe it's something like a vision or image thing. For me, it's more of an inner realization, an inner knowing or signs I interpret. But I wonder if that's just me answering my own prayers or if it's legit. 
I know this is a lot, but it's just been on my mind. You know what? Those are great questions. They Those are, are great questions. Excellent questions. Um, so let's take them one at a time. Okay. Uh, so the first question it, within that is, um, what is speaking to spirit, what speaking to spirit or spirits looks like to other journeyers? Um, so who wants to go first? Speaking to spirit can be in different, a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, you have prayer, meditation, um, you know, just general thought in a certain circumstance. Um, you know, so it's, it could be, you could just be writing in your journal and talking to spirit. Um, I've been told recently I need to start painting again because that's when I'm closer to the divine. Um, it opens you up. It allows that information to come to you. Um, especially when you're just focused on one thing, I guess, in the zone, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's different. So, so communication with spirit, what, what is spirit? Like, that's kind of a, you know me, I'm like, what exactly do you mean? No, what exactly <laughs> do you mean? I need yeah. some really precise language. Um, so spirit, spirit, what is that? Are we talking about the divine overarching spirit? Are we talking about individual spirits? Are we talking about ancestor spirits? Are we talking about animal medicine? Are we talking about, what are we talking about? Are we talking about fairy, you know, fae mm-hmm. spirits? Are we talking about angelic races? There are so many different kinds of spirits. Really and they are. communicate in different ways. Mm-hmm. And they communicate with different people in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> so speaking to spirit, it depends on who I'm talking to. Right. So if I'm, if I am, oh man, and I think some of this is going to be more in some of the later questions. I'm going to save a little bit of this. If, if I'm talking to ancestor spirits, um, for example, pre-human spirits, you know, mm-hmm. that, that were mortal at some point. If I'm talking to spirits like that, they usually come through, and I'm talking about in within meditation, because in meditation and out of meditation are different experiences for me. Um, so within meditation, if I'm speaking to ancestor spirits, I usually see them. They come to me. I see them in their, usually in their same bodies that, that I knew them in. Um, and if it's an ancestor that I don't know, I still see them physically in body, and they speak to me with words. Um, that's how I perceive ancestor spirits. It's a, it's a communication like you would speak with a human. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I'm outside of meditation, when I'm working with ancestor spirits, it feels like nudges. I'll feel a nudge, what I call a nudge, you know, Mm -hmm. you just, your intuition kind of activates and then I hear their voice, you know, um, so a lot of times it'll be like that, or I'll see their symbols. They almost start to operate uh, in the same sort of way that that other types of spirit beings communicate, and that's through symbol. Um, so maybe I'll I'll find an object that belonged to them, sort of just out of place, but in my path somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I had an instance where you know I have an ancestor altar, and my grandmother's ring is on that, and. Uh, she had these eensy tiny fingers, so I can't actually wear it. Right. Uh, it's like a size four or something. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, and then I just found it one day, and it was never, it never leaves the altar space. Um, just in the middle of my hallway when I was walking, it was just there in the middle of the floor, you know, and the cats don't really go into there. So mm-hmm. I don't know how it got there, and nobody else knew either. So I knew that that was that particular ancestor, that was my grandmother reaching out, trying to get my attention, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I was able to do a meditation and communicate with her more clearly. Um, And 
different ancestors speak to me. You know, I have another grandmother who's very much, she she is on top of it. She can get through to me anytime and just tell me whatever it is that's on her mind. Um, <laughs> but but this particular one didn't. She wants you to come to her. Um, so so there di- there's different ways of of communicating with different spirits. When I'm when I'm working with angelic spirits, it's a totally different. I get a lot of symbols, and I get a lot of knowing, and I get a lot of just like light, like patterns, and and it just kind of is almost a download into my brain. It doesn't feel like a voice talking to me, or mm-hmm. it doesn't appear in words. So that appears differently um, when I'm speaking to deity or you know spirit guides, depending on the type of guide, animal guides. They, they don't talk to me with words, but they send me pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they send me things that I can interpret as they, they feel like words when they enter my brain, but they're not like moving their mouths and talking, you know, like TV animals do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's different for me, depending on who you're talking to, what kind of right. spirit. If I'm talking to, you know, the overarching, the one spirit that, you know, moves through everything... And that feels like I'm talking to myself, you know? So mm-hmm. it's different. And it's different for everybody probably. Um, it's just kind of about learning how you communicate with spirit, you know, in mm-hmm. big quotes. <laughs> just I put quotes around it because it's <laughs> such a big topic. It is. You know, that's like saying, how do you talk to people? Well, am I talking to my parents? Am mm-hmm. I talking to a lover? Mm-hmm. Am I talking to a child? Mm-hmm. Am I talking to somebody who's, a stranger to me? Am mm-hmm. I talking to somebody from a different country? Am I talking to someone from a different time period? Because the way I'm going to communicate with them is going to be different. Right. You know? What do you think, Aoife? Did you already talk about this? You didn't. It's your turn. <laughs> How do you experience um, talking to spirit in, and um... <laughs> right? I mean, it's it, it's very, very similar to what you were just talking about. There are so many different ways, and it depends on what I'm doing. It depends on who I'm communicating with. It depends on who initiated communication as well, mm-hmm. um, because we have to remember that spirit, big spirit, you know, other spirits, as in spirit guides, ancestors, that sort of thing, they don't have smartphones they can't just text (laughs) in so you know they have their own means of communication so it it just depends um sometimes it's visualization you know uh vivid images that come to me in meditation sometimes during dream work even um Mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes it's it's almost like a conversation going on in my head um without sounding crazy don't don't call the nice men in the white coats on me. <laughs> but, <laughs> they don't know, know exactly where you are. Just the tundra. It's divinations. Sometimes it's it's through cards or pendulum work or um, spirit boards, what what have you. Although I don't own a spirit board and I haven't used one in a while, but I know that that's a valid form of spirit communication for a lot of people. So it just it depends. Um, but I think the important part, the important point, is. If you're interested in this sort of work, to be open to receiving the communication as well as being respectful of giving communication. Um, Mm -hmm. 
because it's not always going to be in the way that you expect it, as we've said before. Um, So just be open to all forms of communication. And sometimes communication will come in ways that you totally don't expect, but they're going to be really strong forms of communication for you. So be open to it. You, you said something there that, uh, made, made a thought happen. I usually do. You do. You do. (laughs) Um, you're very provocative in that way. Um, so I, I hear a lot of people, especially if, um, people will say in communication, um, and it's one of those things that's sort of a common language, but if you're not, if you, if you're not surrounded by, you know, people that speak that language all the time, then it doesn't necessarily click with you. And we don't necessarily recognize that we're saying something that doesn't necessarily make sense outside of that, you know, paradigm. So when people say, um, I got a message from spirit or spirit told me this, they're using the word spirit to express whatever type of spirit they're working with without having to go on and say, well, my ancestor spirit of my great grandmother's grandmother, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're yeah. just using spirit to say, it's I got a, a message. Generalized term. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. a term. Right. Um, and it, it, it includes a lot of different things, but they're just not dumping their personal, <laughs> you know, what guy right. told them and why and whatever, because another, it's irrelevant. Another thought just came to uh, my mind because I see not necessarily questions being directed at me, but just in general on the internet, people receive communications that they don't know how to interpret. So they go online to people who they consider authority on the subject, which is great. I mean, definitely go to people you consider an authority and ask for guidance, but they ask for interpretations. Hey, Mm -hmm. I had this dream or I had this omen or I had this message. What does it mean? And Mm -hmm. we don't know because we're not you. We don't have the entirety of your life and the symbols that have been presented to you to interpret. So Asking someone else to interpret a message that you're not getting clearly is not necessarily going to give you a clear message. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, it does. Um, because um, your messages are coming through for you. So they're coming through in a, your unique language. Right. Um, so, for example, um, this is just a really basic example. But if, for example, a certain color is coming through to you or appearing a lot. And it's a color that, you know, let's say red. Okay. Cause red is a different color. So for some people it means anger and it means, you know, a lot of those sorts of feelings. And for some people it means love and warmth and happiness and whatever. So if you're getting a lot of red in your dreams or your visions or whatever, and you're like, why do I keep seeing this all the time? And then you go to somebody who has an opposite meaning or different meaning, and you're like, I'm seeing red all the time, and they're like, oh, it means love, and that's not what it means for you. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a problem. Um, the the only time I would say it is kind of a counterpoint. Um, if you're going to someone else for for help interpreting. There are certain people that that have a gift for that, and what they're doing is not interpreting your symbols that you're getting. What they're doing is opening themselves up for their own guidance, and they're hearing what you're saying, and their guides are interpreting the information 
for you. So what what images you're seeing aren't necessarily the same image language that they're getting, but they're using their own psychic intuition to know what it is that you need to hear from that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's a and that's and that's a different that's almost like they're doing a reading for you on their own and they're right. not really necessarily interpreting that those symbols mean that 100% for everyone. Absolutely. So, so that's um just a small counterpoint there. Something to be aware of when you're getting something interpreted. And if you're going to a lot of a lot, and anybody who starts studying magic will have this experience at one time or another and it's usually <laughs> it's usually before you think you're ready. Um, people start coming to you for help. They start coming to you with their dreams. They start coming to you with, um, you know, they saw this bird and, you know, it acted crazy and what does it mean? And their omens and their portents and all of that stuff. And they start coming to you and you're like, what? I'm trying to figure out how the universe talks to me. What? Why are mm-hmm. you here? You know, and sometimes it's a push from spirit. Do you like how I did that? Mm-hmm. To, uh, <laughs> to, to nudge you into an area where you have a skill or you have a talent that you just aren't aware of yet, or you're mm-hmm. not, you know, you're not exploring fully. And that's definitely happened to me. Uh, somebody will come up and ask me a question and I'm like, I don't know. Oh, I do know. <laughs> you know, cause then, then the, the information arrives mm-hmm. and I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? Right. I don't know, but you asked, here's your answer that I got. Mm-hmm. That's what I got for you. Yep. And, and usually it's, 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 it's been some, some area that I didn't think I had any skill at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's the totally we we veered. I'm sorry, I veered us off. No, you really didn't. You no, stayed, okay. you know, sort of it's on still topic. on subject. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're very sweet to me. I like that about I you. I try to be. Um, okay, so 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 okay, so I think we answered that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's that's what journeying with spirit looks like to us. <laughs> it, it depends on what we're doing. Um, okay, so the next one is: Are you guys hearing voices? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes we hear voices, dude. Yeah. You ever been in an empty house or office and someone call your name? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's freaky. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you recognize the voices. I get that a lot sometimes with you do. with um, ancestor spirits. They just, yeah. they just fucking call your name. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to be like, oh, I'm sleeping. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, so, yeah, we are definitely hearing voices. Um, it says, is this an inner knowing that's emotion driven. Um, Sometimes depends on the inner issue. knowing. Yeah, it depends on what the issue is. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a lot of inner planes to work on. You know, yeah. just like there are outer planes to to work on. So, yeah, sometimes it's an inner knowing. Sometimes it's it. I'm trying to interpret the question. So, if the question is, well, if it's emotion driven, that would be like if you're in conflict over something. Um, and you actually asked a question mm-hmm. and you, you got a feeling, you got a feeling back or, you know, a sign of some sort. That's the way to I answer that question. To me, that's emotion driven. That that's what I would think. Or if you're working on something in your emotional body, which mm-hmm. is, you know, still a part of your psychic senses, a part right. of your psychic awareness. Um, it's a part of living, you know, being alive is you have these emotional responses. They tell you things. Emotional responses are a fantastic indicator of Mm -hmm. what's going on in your inner landscape and you know outwardly as well right you know I experienced a lot of a lot of intuition especially early on um before I had a language before I had my internal language and I could interpret it in a different way Mm -hmm. it would appear as feelings 
someone would come around and I would suddenly feel angry and have no idea why. Mm -hmm. But that was my intuition trying to tell me something. And then I have to, you know, I have to break that down and say, is this anger? Is this fear? Is this, uh, what is this? It can appear as, as a feeling or as an emotion, um, that is giving you a message. Another way to interpret the question is that, um, are you asking if, if our, if we're just having an emotional reaction and, and it's not really communication from spirit, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, are we just telling ourselves what we want to hear based on, um, our, our feelings on the matter? Is, that's another way to read this question, mm -hmm. so I want to address that just in case. Um, so the answer is sometimes yes, because we're humans. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, yeah. So yeah, sometimes you're you're just sort of telling yourself what you want to hear. Um, but often when I get messages from spirit, it's almost never what I want to hear. I, I very rarely get, um, hey, good job. It's usually like, okay, next you need to work on this shit. <laughs> or, you know, they're they're not often... They were at first. I think. I think. I think it depends on where you're at and what you're working on, and kind of what you can handle. Mm -hmm. um, but for me personally, I don't get a lot of validation. I get a lot of "You're doing too much. You're. You're. This is your fucking problem. You don't mm -hmm. have healthy boundaries." You know, I get those kind of messages. Like, spirit is not always nice to me. Um, probably because they're tired of saying the same thing. Probably because they're tired of repeating. You know what? You know what? You're right. But but yeah. So um, and and it'll be something that I haven't haven't thought about at all. Never right. occurred to me in a million years. So I feel like I don't I don't feel like I'm making that up. And um, yeah, I don't know. So those are my thoughts on is it emotion. Is is my inner knowing emotion driven? I'm gonna go with not for me. Mm -hmm. I I kind of am a logical person. I like to analyze and break stuff down. I have a Virgo moon, mm -hmm. so that's where my emotional state is. You're a Cancer though. Talk you I talk am. to us about feelings because I'm a Sag Virgo Aquarius. I don't even know if I have feelings. <laughs> well, I'm Cancer, but I have a Sag moon. So you're welcome. Yeah, that probably helps. It does. It does. <laughs> Balances I'm still learning that. Bit. It balances me a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm ca catching that. But yeah, um, emotions can show you a lot of different things. Just like Selena was saying, um, I've had situations. I've walked into a room and suddenly I'm either ecstatic, sad, depressed, or angry as hell. Mm -hmm. And you can judge the energy in a room, especially as a cancer. When you walk before, sometimes before you walk in the room, you know what the energy of the room is. Mm -hmm. um, so in that way, absolutely, you know, emotions can. It's a form of language. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I've actually had instances where I was in meditation and just break down crying uncontrollably for no reason. Yeah. That I knew of at the time. But, of course, figured it out later on. Yeah. Oh gosh, I've had. Don't you love those? I, yeah. you know, and it, and then it always confuses and astounds me. I've had so many experiences, especially when I'm working on personal stuff, right? That I just am crying and I don't even realize it until mm -hmm. I come out of meditation and then I'm like, oh shit, I'm that girl. Damn it. Right. You know, but well, I, I mean, do. I cry. It it activates. That's one of the things that mm -hmm. that is activated when I'm in in certain types of meditative work. Right. So another example, you know, I, I have a background as a massage therapist as mm -hmm. well. 
So when we're giving massage therapy, we've actually had clients on the table break down crying, not because we're killing them or hurting them, or but maybe. because the muscles, no, <laughs> now I've had them cuss at me more than cry. Um, but, um, they will, muscle holds memory mm-hmm. It also holds emotion. And if you are giving someone a massage, you are working blood through that muscle and it will sometimes release emotion that person has pent up. Absolutely. Um, so in that respect. Emotion is absolutely a it's way. A form of, yeah. It's a form of communication. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think, Eva? Um, I'm I'm going to go on a little tangent, not much of a tangent, but Sweet. and talk about emotional intelligence because mm-hmm. oftentimes in our society, because of patriarchal rule for the past several centuries, emotion has been shifted into the realm of weakness. Emotion, mm-hmm. that's something that women have and they can't control. Women are so emotional and that's why they can't be in positions of power, yada fucking yada. And what that has done, <laughs> it has diminished the role of emotion for a lot of mm-hmm. people, unfortunately, especially for a lot of uh, masculine people in this world. Um, for a long time, they were told that they were not allowed to have emotion, and that's bullshit. Emotional mm-hmm. intelligence is incredibly empowering. It's incredibly important. And so I think that um, having emotion-driven communications is very important for our society because it helps us to get in tune and to not only interpret emotions in reactions to things happening in in terms of communication with spirit, but just to get in touch with our own emotional beings. Um, It helps us develop our own emotional intelligence about how, how our emotions speak to things around us, not just the spiritual, but the physical as well. So I think that um, emotion as a communication tool is very powerful. And I wouldn't discount it as something of it's either real or emotion driven. Having it be emotion driven is real and it's very powerful. So if you're experiencing it, embrace that because not a lot of people can a lot of people have had that um, basically suppressed and repressed inside of them for so long. They have a hard time breaking through that barrier. So if that's what you're getting, that is a tremendous gift. Hold on to it. Don't let anybody take that from you. And don't diminish it for yourself. Absolutely. Either. Recognize that's awesome. it for what it is. I love yeah. it. On tangent. It's my fave. All right. So I think we've talked about that. So, yes. <laughs> Is it emotion driven or inner knowing? Yes. Yes. Can be. Yes. Okay. So the next question. Maybe it's something like a vision or image thing. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes. Um, so so let's talk about psychic perception for just a moment. And, and I use the word perception um, for a reason because it's not always visual. And again, when when you're reading or 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 whatever, or hearing people uh, that are teaching these kind of concepts, um, we use the word seeing, uh, and and people that, and we forget to explain what the hell we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, we just say, I saw this, or I saw this. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean they visually saw it like we experience with our eyeballs, you know, when we're, when we're visually seeing things in the material world. 
Um, they, a better word to use is perceive uh, because psychic um, information doesn't always come through visually. And I think this is one of the things that holds back a lot of um, new practitioners is they, um, they expect to see visually because they hear about, I saw this and I saw this in vision and I saw that. And they want to see it as a visual um, experience, but it doesn't always work that way especially not at first, you know, some people are more auditory and they hear some people are more, I, I, that was my first, um, sign when I was a child, I heard things, you know, like Luna sees things. I didn't have that experience until much later. Um, but I would hear, I would hear people talking. I would hear certain sounds that nobody else heard. And Mm -hmm. I just kind of thought I was crazy. Um, but some people have, I I had this too. I could smell, I would get a smell of somebody's perfume. Usually my grandmother or my best friend with the green tea. I told about that story. Um, so I I would get a, a scent and then I would have to interpret what does that mean? Um, or I would get a sound. Sometimes it's an emotion, a feeling. Sometimes it's um, a knowing. And this one is, I think, more difficult for people to um, recognize that they are having um, a message coming through or a communication because it does uh, it does almost feel like you're making it up. The more that you... And then I have a I have a point about that in just a minute as well. Um, the more that you work with it, the more you start to recognize the thoughts that are, you know, forming in your mind as just straight thoughts or or thoughts that, you know, you're thinking, um, and and thoughts that are coming through from um from from messages from the universe. I'm I'm being very broad mm-hmm. in this. So I'm I'm already critiquing my own self <laughs> inside my head. Um <laughs> But you you start to notice that there's a, a different quality to it. Um, it it almost is like a texture difference. Mm-hmm. These it's difficult to explain. It's difficult to put into words. That's why it doesn't always come through in words. Right. Um. So so and some people see visually. They see images. They see pictures. They see you know, like a movie playing out in their mind. And and that's awesome because a lot of times that's helpful to interpret. But sometimes they can see, but they can't hear. Mm-hmm. And they'll see, I've had so many people tell me that they saw somebody, some um, guide in their in their vision work, and they were talking, but they couldn't hear. It was like the sound was turned down and it was so frustrating for them because they weren't giving any sort of other forms of communication. They were just visually there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to go through the process of awakening your psychic abilities to hear, um, and awakening your psychic abilities to see visually. Um, and that's, it takes practice. It just takes practice. You, you know, that's why I constantly am stressing, get a magical education. It, it, yes, the, all the information is out there for you in the universe, go communicate with the earth. It's there. But if you don't know how to listen, And if you don't know, you're going to go through a lot harder, longer process that way. If you want to take, you know, if you speak to somebody who's been walking the path and there is a well-worn path, you know, um, they can give you the advice and and maybe you'll avoid some of the pitfalls if you have um, a solid education. And, and, and I think it's important for everyone. I mean, one of the first, uh, what guy, um, we're going to go through these. I think I want to do a whole series on them. But the first one is, uh, you know, to know know yourself, know your craft, mm-hmm. you know. 
Um, so yeah, sometimes it's a vision thing, but not always. It's not always an image. Um, that's that's my my point on that. But I do want to say also on the part of imagining, that's a gateway. That's a gateway to shifting consciousness, and that's where these messages come through is from altered states of consciousness. You know, you're you're becoming aware. You're perceiving other realms spirit realms you know outside of the physical which is a spirit realm as well it's just the the one that is solid right you know so we perceive this one as the real one and Mm -hmm. everything else is not real just because it's different it's Mm -hmm. not something that we perceive in the same plane of of existence what we consider reality right and a lot of people are just unaware of it because they can't and I'm doing finger quotes, they can't see it, yeah. even though they're interacting with it in ways that they don't recognize. Mm-hmm. They just, they haven't opened themselves to that awareness. So that's kind of the big thing. And and using your imagination and creating stories in your mind mm-hmm. can help you shift your consciousness. And before you know it, you'll be in that imagination stage and you'll slip conscious you'll you're you'll you'll slip into an altered state and you'll begin to really start moving within the spirit realm of of receiving outside information and right. i say outside as if we're not all the same thing but i think you know what i mean <laughs> i just feel like i have to explain everything i'm saying right um but but yeah so did i do all the talking on that one did you guys talk no about? we talked a little Shit. bit okay so it's not always visual. So what are your experiences, Eva, with, with visual versus other forms of perception? Visual, visual was my first psychic sense mm-hmm. that um, I was able to use with success. Vision was my first one. Um, but I, I want to talk a little bit about um, our senses because mm-hmm. as human beings, the way that we interface with the world around us is through our senses. It's it's through mm-hmm. touch. It's through vision or hearing, or taste, smell, um, that sort of thing. And the brain takes in all of that input, and it it makes sense of it. Um, and so when we start on this road of um, developing our um, psychic senses, of developing our relationship with spirit, that sort of thing, our brain is most familiar with these physical senses. So that's what you're trying usually to develop in the beginning is um, a a psychic vision, a psychic hearing, a psychic you know sense of smell, that sort of thing. But then you start having these intangibles that I don't know where this came from. I don't know where this this sense of of an emotion or a sense of knowing came from, and that's your your mind now reaching a point where it's like, okay, I don't need to interpret it through the lens of touch or through the lens of vision. So these Mm -hmm. psychic senses, and some people are going to start out really strong in one. Like I said, I was really strong in visual. And I'm saying that with quotes because it's, there was no like light input through my eyeballs going into my brain. It's like Selena said, it's perception, but I got the vivid images in my mind, but I was garbage at hearing. I couldn't hear nothing. Um, I could, <laughs> I could get a sense of like feeling. I could, I could get a sense of like felt textures, you know, of roughness, smoothness, silky, you know, versus grainy, that sort of thing. Um, but sense of taste and smell, 
I was garbage at it, you know? So everyone's going to have their strengths and weaknesses and it doesn't make you better or worse than anyone. If anything, the only thing you want to compare yourself to is who you were yesterday or a week ago or a month ago, because that just shows your progress. And even if you haven't progressed, even if you're the same as you were yesterday, a month ago, a week ago, a year ago, that doesn't mean that you're not progressing. It just may mean that you're not ready to take that next step, or it may be that you have progressed in ways that you're not yet recognizing. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that all of these, these these terms that we're using um, to describe, you know, like um, vision and hearing and, and emotion, it's important to recognize why those correspond to the physical senses that we have because that's how we interface with the world. So that's how our spirit, that's how our mind that's connected to the, to the divine is going to start to interpret those things because it's a language that we already have. Exactly. And that's part of our work too, because we're biological creatures. Absolutely. You know, we're experiencing the, the, the physical material world and that's how we perceive it. Um, and I, I like that you, you, we're talking about developing these, um, think about when you are, if you've had children, then you, then you really understand what I'm talking about. Um, but a a new human has to develop a language and an understanding of their biological senses. We spend years telling children, this is an apple. It's red. It's smooth. It's whatever, you know, because we're developing that. And then people want to do psychic perception and they expect to have it overnight. And that's not how it works. You have to get in there and you have to experience it and you have to practice until you start to understand psychically, this is, you know, this is what this means. This is what this psychic experience means to me. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what it feels like. This is what it looks like. This is what it sounds like. This is what it's used for. This is how it's helpful in my spiritual development. This is how it changes over time. Those things have to be explored and experienced. And you know what is the main key to understanding your inner spirit language? Tell me. I bet you can guess. Telling. It's journaling. You've got to write it down. Journal, journal, journal. I love journaling. Write it journaling's down. My favorite. Journaling is my favorite. Write it down because you're going to start to develop your language. If you don't, I don't know. Maybe you're a super genius. I'm not. So I can't remember all that stuff, you know? And I write it down and then I don't have to. I can go back and look and see when I've seen this symbol before or when I've seen this happen before. And I can start to make those parallels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so just think about yourself in school, even if it's just the school of you, the school of learning yourself. You have, If you have the ability to write uh, at all, you know, do it or draw pictures or do whatever you have to do to, you know, to start to really study and develop your, yourself because mm-hmm. that's what we're doing here. We're seeking to understand the divine. We're seeking to understand the universe. We're seeking to understand our place in it, you know, so that... If we're if we're seeking to understand, we're learning. And mm-hmm. and for me, as a as a Sag, I have a stellium Sagittarius. Sorry, I feel like you should treat it like school and write it down and work <laughs> on it and study it and analyze it. Um, you know, and maybe your way of analyzing it is through feeling. Maybe you maybe you are, maybe you're a musician and you put it in a song, something that will remind you and will bring that back to you. I don't know, but record it in some way. You know. 
All right. Um, okay, sound guy is like giving me the face. So I've got a, there's just like a couple of more questions. I think we may have answered them through I think other we've things. We've answered the um, whole thing pretty well. But I'm I'm gonna read them anyway. It, uh, so uh, listener says for me it's more of an inner realization or an inner knowing or signs that I interpret. Um, awesome. That's that's you're Fantastic. on the right track. That's exactly what it is. Um, and then it says, um, but I wonder if it's just me answering my own prayers or if it's legit. And this is the part I want to like highlight. So first of all, um, I wonder if it's just me answering my own prayer. So, so (laughs) my first question would be how, how separate do you consider yourself from the divine? Because I don't, for me, I feel like we're all part of that. I feel like when if if i'm answering my own prayers okay because i'm part of that divine mind you know i'm part of that you know i i am a part of what you would consider god or the gods or whatever just as much as anything else so yeah messages can come through me you know i can have an inner realization and it's it's still d- divinity speaking to me you know, because right. I too am am of the divine. You Absolutely. Know? Um, so that's kind of where my question is: like, what exactly are we talking about? Um, and and what makes you think that your own inner realizations are not legitimate? Uh, would be my f- first question. It, so yes, yes, it can be your own you answering your own prayers, and I say you with finger quotes because. If you are connected to the divine mind, then you also contain all of the infinite knowledge uh, of of the of the cosmos within you. So you already have the ability to answer any of your own questions. It's just a matter of tapping into that, right? You know. So yes, you can be answering your own questions, and yes, that still is legitimate. Um, so I would need to, like a little bit more information of exactly what you're asking. Are you asking if if spirit communication is real? Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. If you're if if you're if you're having it, then it then it's real. Why would you discount your perceptions? Mm-hmm. Like, don't gaslight yourself. <laughs> like, right. yeah. if you're having this experience, then you're having that experience. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you know, you you were a Christian for many years. I'm pointing at Luna. Yeah. Um, that doesn't discount any of the experiences you, you no, had. The experiences all. that you had with divinity and the experiences you had with spirit mm-hmm. were still real. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's not a there's not a label. What's real anyway? Let me right. get weird. Like, what is reality? <laughs> That's what we're trying to figure out anyway, right? Right. Um, so I so, wonder. Yeah, it's, go ahead. You go. I wonder if the question is, and I'm going to reword it a little bit, um, but I'm okay. wondering if the question is... Um, I wonder if it's just ego answering my own prayers. Okay, okay, that's a good question. So if we can talk on that, because it's all, it's great to talk about how we're connected to to the divine and to trust yourself. But what if it's coming from a place of ego? Well, let's real quick, before we jump off into that. Let's define what are we talking about when we say ego, because it's still part of your mind. It's part of your psyche. It's part of your makeup. You need it. You need the ego self. Right. It's it's the, so if, it's the part of you, it's the selfish part of you that is looking out for number one and not okay. taking into consideration the bigger picture or others. 
Cause it's, I'm, okay, so I hear it all the time of, oh, I got a message from my guardian angel, or I, I got a message from, and they told me that I need to, you know, do this or that. And it just seems like the most ridiculous message in the world. I mean, I can say my, my guardian angel told me to go rob this bank. I don't well, think did it though. I have questions. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, okay. So on this, so we're talking about, we're talking about self delusion versus higher guidance. Is that what, I just want to frame the question I'm, 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 yeah. in the most precise language. I, I think, I can that's, think a, of. Okay. that's a good way to frame it. Okay. So if you're using the word legit or whether or not it's legitimate as coming from your higher divine self versus, um, your own self-delusion or we say ego. Um, and, and in this case, I think your ego serves a per- serves an entire purpose. Um, but for this part, we're going to just focus on that uh, sort of discordant, unhelpful part that would be self-delusion. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So how to tell the difference when you're deluding yourself, it's 100% always what you want to hear. It's validating your bad habits. It's validating your shitty behavior. It's validating, um, you know, the, the harmful shit that you're doing to yourself. That's, that's your, what we're going to call your ego self or your, you know, your, um, and it's not always that guys. So don't, don't call me about it. Um, (laughs) but in this, in this, in the frame of this conversation, um, versus your higher guidance, leading you down your spiritual path for your for your highest spiritual evolution in this lifetime to serve your greatest work. So your your little will versus your divine will. Your will with a little W versus a big W. That that's what we're talking about. So how to tell the difference between the two, right? Okay. So for me, it has a different quality. I know when I'm talking shit to myself, y'all. <laughs> And y'all do too. You may not recognize it. You may not admit it to yourselves, but you all know when it's you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know when it's my higher self because through my training um, and my work, I have invoked that higher self and I've had communication with that higher self and I've had conversation with that higher self and I've developed a relationship with that. You know, and that's kind of the whole point is I have established a language that we communicate along that line. And it has a totally different quality, a different feeling, a different texture, a different vibration, a different frequency. I can throw a million words in there. Then what is my ego self? You know, what is my, my own just mental chatter? It feels different, Mm -hmm. you know? So with practice, you'll learn to recognize the difference. And you may ask if that is self-delusion as well. Maybe, but it serves. Right. It serves. It helps me. I'm a definitely a different person than I was, you know, 10 years ago. Um, God, I'm a different person than I was a year ago. Right. And hopefully for the better. Um, I feel, (laughs) damn it, Luna. Whoa. Um, I feel, I feel better. I feel more grounded in my sovereignty. I, you know, you can feel the change. Right. You know, so, so what do you think, Aoife? This was a really good question. I'm super glad you asked it. Um, I, I agree. I agree. Um, when you, when you get a message and you immediately start questioning, is this really, you know, just me talking to myself, bullshitting myself, or is this really a message from the divine, from my gods, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I mean, first thing that I do personally journal about it, this is the message that I got. These are the thoughts that are going through my head. 
um, is it just me deluding myself or is this something that I really need to follow up on? And then really look at the message that you've got. Is it self-serving? Is it going to make you a better person? Is it going to make the world around you a better place for the people you love or even total fucking strangers? Because sometimes the best messages have nothing to do with you, but it has, it has to do with the world in general and doing things that you will never benefit from. Um, if it's totally self-serving, yeah, it's probably... I'm not going to say it's definitely not a message from the great beyond because we do get messages on how to better ourselves and how to um, make a better life for ourselves and those that we love. But if it's um, in any way harmful to yourself, um, if it's any way harmful to those around you, whether you know them or not, um, it may not be for the highest good of all harming none. Um, But really sitting down, and journaling, having that conversation with yourself and being honest with yourself um, can go a long ways. Um, and like Selena said, sometimes those messages just have a completely different feeling. And sometimes you're going to get messages, and I often do, that are things that I would have never thought of on my own. You know, like I know how my mind works, how my trains of thought work. And sometimes I get messages that seem like they're completely out of the blue. And that's when I stop and take note, like, where did that come from? That's not something that I would normally come to on my own. Um, So as usual, I'm going to go back to journaling because journaling is sexy. It is. I have two questions. You made me think of two things. Okay. I'm going to try to be fast though, because I got the look like, I don't know, an hour ago. Um, So one, <laughs> m- mental illness can have an impact on your perceptions. Yes. There. That's all I'm going to say. Absolutely. So yes. um, make sure that you're, you're, you're taking care of your health. Your mental health is so important. Your emotional health is so important. Yes. Two, um, sometimes your purpose is to be destructive. I don't want to even open this train of thought, but there, everything serves. Everything serves. Everyone serves. All things serve. Um, and we're all evolving. So your evolution might be, you know, it might be harmful to people around you. Um, I, I'm not encouraging that at all. So, like, stop That's it. That's why I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> and I went there, and I'm sorry. We so we're there. just going to, like, ignore that part. We'll okay, so now I'm going to sign off. Show. All right, our next, <laughs> our next episode will be January 6th because we're taking you all off. Enjoy. Have a good time with your families. And what... Oh, it is! It'll be our one-year oh, anniversary. Wow, it will. Woohoo! So come back for our um, our episode on January sixth. It's going to be awesome. We're going to start a whole new series. I like to start off the year with a series, and it's going to be great. Um, so we will see you next year in twenty twenty. Happy holidays, uh, happy y'all! Happy holidays, everyone! Happy holidays! And, and uh, man, the trenches. <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> That's all. <I'm> saying. <laughs> That's all you're saying. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. It helps get our podcast in front of more listeners just like you. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can leave us a voicemail at 769-230-0305. Call us. We'd like to hear your voice. Or you can find us on Facebook at Crossroads and Cauldrons Podcast. You can find our Instagram account at Crossroads and Cauldrons Podcast and search for Crossroads and Cauldrons Podcast on your favorite podcast provider for our latest episodes. Thanks again and blessed be. Bye, everyone. Bye, y'all.